If you're a pastor, elder, deacon, nonprofit board member, or business owner, I need you to listen to this. K&K Furnishings needs to be on your shortlist. K&K Furnishings are committed to helping you find the right furnishings for your church or organization. These guys specialize in quality worship seating, welcome centers, cafes, nurseries, classrooms, as well as stage and podium furnishings. The two owners have over 70 years of combined pastoral experience, so not only will every transaction be handled with integrity and professionalism, but they have the experience to provide you with the perfect solutions for your furniture needs, and they absolutely understand your budget constraints and demands. K&K Furnishings are devoted to providing you quality pieces that save you money. They can do this because they don't have the overhead of a brick and mortar store and they have relationships with over 200 manufacturers nationwide. Look, we all know there's a lot of junk out there. K&K understands that many times bargains aren't true money savers. They end up costing you more in the long run. At K&K, they believe that quality furnishings don't have to be outrageously expensive. And here's the best part. K&K Furnishings sells nationally and can also provide in-person consultations in Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. If you can't meet in person, they'd be happy to set up a Zoom consultation for you today. So whatever your next project is, whether it's your home office or your church sanctuary, K&K Furnishings is the only place you need to look. Go to www.kkfurnishings.com to see how they can help you or call 567-318-4520. That's www.kkfurnishings.com or call 567-318-4520 or click on the link in the description of this episode. K&K Furnishings, furnishing business, education, worship, and hospitality for the glory of God. Hey guys, before we get into this week's episode, I got to tell you about Jacob's Supply. Jacob's Supply is the place you got to go for all of your material needs. These guys bring you construction supplies and appliances for up to 50% off retail price, all brand new. Your home builder needs some lumber? Jacob's Supply has you covered. You a deacon at your church and you're in charge of that next Narthex floor job? Jacob's Supply has got you. Heck, they got Cortec Luxury Vinyl Plank right now for $3.59 a square foot. Go look that stuff up at Lowe's or Home Depot, man. That stuff is selling for $7 to $8 a square Square foot. That's over 50% off retail. Even if you just have some home projects you're working on, Jacob Supply is the place for you. I just built an outdoor grilling area this spring for that old smoker and grill. Guess where I got the metal roof, lumber, and screws? Yeah, that's right, Jacob Supply. Looking for a fridge, stove, washer, dryer? They got them all, and their name brand. Samsung, Bosch, Frigidaire, all 20, 30, 40% off retail. Brand new and ready for you. Located in Temperance, Michigan, it's worth it to stop by even if you're a few hours away. And remember, Jacob Supply can ship products nationally too. So even if you're out of state, you gotta check them out. Follow them on Facebook at Jacob Supply or call them direct at 734-224-0978. That's 734-224-0978. 0978. Remember, Jacob Supply, quality building materials at wholesale prices. And now, on to the show. Hey, Jason, you know we love supporting brothers and sisters in the Lord, businesses that love Reformed Theology. Oh, yeah. And we have another good one for you here, Reform Stage. Mm. We love this guy. Nick is a friend of ours, and he Great just stuff. has an awesome store. He's got a big online following on Facebook, and we've been blessed by him. Reform Stage has everything from you know T-shirts and mugs to iPhone cases yep. and coasters. Heck, I'm wearing one of his T-shirts right now. Yeah, Obey you are. God, Defy Tyrants. He has sold so many of those T-shirts, and they're just really cool. Yeah. The shirts are comfy. You know, they fit well. They hold up in the wash, and the designs are pretty cool. And so, guys, if you're listening to us, we want to make sure that you're supporting guys like this. Go check out Reform Sage at reformsage.com. Jason, I know you like their stuff as well. Definitely. And he is an awesome dude. Yeah, Nick's the man. Yep. 
and he's been on our podcast. So yes. we like him and we want you guys to support him. So make sure you check out reformedsage.com. Go there for gear. And then Reform Sage on his Facebook page as well, too, where he has great discussion questions and just brings all glory to God. Amen. Thanks, guys. Now back to the show. Get you right in the Oh, cuts. yeah. <laughs> What's up, Jason? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if oh, I no. just kept on going with the Kool-Aid voice? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Break it through the wall. Oh, yeah. We have to get some Sorry. Uh, some new yeahs. I think we say right? that every week, though. I know. Hey, this is what we'll we're known for now. I know. Just, just saying, yeah. How you doing, brother? I am really hot in this room. I, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm sweating. We have here. one little tiny <laughs> fan going. Every, I wish we could put get, do a zoom in on the on the fan that we have. Over it's here. the size of a hat, the size of a oh half my dollar gosh, little USB amazing. fan, and it's not doing yeah, anything. Yeah. At first, when I first got here, it was great, but now I'm yeah. just like, what? Yeah, where's that no. air? Where's well? Yeah. Um, now it is that summer here. Now that so. we started off the top of the show with just complaining. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, being <laughs> complaining heathens. Uh, it is hot. We're gonna get through it. If you see a sweat yeah, on the video, will. that's what's going on. Yep, yep. I mean, I'm it's chub- all good. I'm not chubby, but I just don't sweat in room temperature. I'm it's chubby. A little, it's a little so warm. So I'm, I'm, yeah. Oh no, I'm chubby. I'm just saying, I'm not that chubby to where I sweat in room temperature. Yeah, yeah, right? it's, it's warm in here. <laughs> we'll get some AC going out here in the studio soon enough. Yeah, we'll. Figure um, it out. But yeah, man. Yeah, doing good. I just came back from uh, South Haven, Michigan, for yep, a week on yep. Lake Michigan, camping with the family. That was how'd awesome. that go? Dude, just every day, the glory of God, just sitting there at yep. Lake Michigan, watching the waves come in, feet in the sand, yep, just yep. going. How awesome is it to that God has created all these things for our enjoyment? Right. You know, um, seriously, the, the trails, the lake, the animals, uh, right down to just uh, camping in the campsite in our camper we just purchased. It was unbelievable. I, I just older I get, the more I love nature and how it reflects the glory of God. So are are you um, post mill then? Are you leaning? Hey now, are you easy. <laughs> Amil is Sorry. still where I'm at. I might you come are, over you to post mill at some a, point. Optimistic. Ah, Mill. Okay, cool. optimistic Ah, Mill. Okay, hold on. Okay. Let, let, before we get too far into that, let's introduce who, who we have on the line, <laughs> waiting patiently here uh, in studio. He is the he's the podcast host of Matter of Theology, which is just a killer theology on the Bar Network, and we love the Bar Network. We love uh-huh. Dwayne. Dwayne's been on the podcast oh, yeah. a few times. Oh, yeah. He's public relations manager for Just Thinking Podcast. We love us some Daryl and Virgil, Virgil too. Yeah, man, this yeah. guy, oh, yeah. uh, all around great guy, Mister Chris Huff. Chris, how are you, sir? Brothers, I am fantastic. Thank you for having me. It was hard not to like to interject with that riff. Uh, <laughs> as a musician myself, I appreciated that. And nice. uh, uh, and then the fan comment, I'm like, I get that. Those All those fans do is just blow around the hot air. So right, it, right? It's, yeah. Well, that's what this podcast is, is me and Jason just exactly. blowing around that's, hot that's air. That's pretty much. <laughs> so we needed a fan to model what we gotcha. do here on this podcast. That's great. You know I mean? uh, but we're going to get into uh, a little bit with Chris tonight yeah. on uh, worship music, North versus regulative worship, maybe get into Bethel and and uh, Hillsong and some of the modern stuff out there. But first, we want to do a little newsy news, bring you guys up to date on what's going on this week. Uh, are we ready to do some newsy news there, Jason? Let's do it. News, the news, the newsy newsy news, the news, the news, the news, the news, the news, news. Come on, come on. We got some news. Yeah. Woo. Let's do some news, baby. <laughs> 
All right, so uh, let's start here. Let's start with the Olympics, since the Olympics has been happening uh, mm. recently. Um, so the global, they, the global celebration of the depravity of man. Yes, yeah, let's go. yeah, exactly. Here we go. <laughs> exactly. So they banned Shakiri, Shakari. I'm sorry, Richardson from the 2021 Olympics for testing mm. positive for marijuana. A little smoky, smoke. but let a man take years plus worth of estrogen and female hormones just to compete in the women's division in the Olympics. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I read that last week. Gold medalist. Um, yeah, from where was he from? Was he from uh, the Netherlands? I'm pretty sure. I think so. But uh, but yeah, if not he, someone will correct us on the comments. He, yeah, exactly. Um, he took away the gold medalist from two actual born females. Um, so I'm still saddened. I'm still upset. Not surprised anymore. Yeah. I mean, we have just flipped everything upside down, and we yeah. say it too often on this podcast. Um, in no way am I condoning uh, smoking marijuana, but to think that you're expelled or you can't compete because that changes, I don't know, something in your body chemistry, but yet right. you're injecting hormones into your body to try to switch the created sex that the Lord has created you in. Yeah. I mean, that's just insane. Like, what are we doing right now? Well, here's another uh, tweet from WebMD now. Okay. Um, they just tweeted out the other day. So it's official. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. Cool. Exactly. Here we go. <laughs> so sex should be removed as a legal designation on the public part of birth certificates, the American Medical Association said mm. Monday. Mm. And that was uh, July 31st. So yeah, 2021. So yeah, so, that, we're looking at that. So no more sex or gender, which uh, when we were talking to Glenn Sunshine down at one of the Fight Laugh Feasts, and mm. then I've heard multiple other historians and say this, they just go, look, at if you study history, usually the last great hurrah before an empire falls is they make no distinction between sexes. Yeah. They make no distinction between the differences between men and women. They try to get to this point of homogenous uh, between the sexes. And, uh, you know, these historians are going, looks like the United States might be in its last throes here. Yeah. Because we're doing the exact same thing. This is insanity. But I did want to bring this up. It wasn't all bad at the Olympics. I did find this quote online from Sydney McLaughlin. She's a 2020 Olympic gold medalist, 400 meter hurdles and another world record. And here's her quote. I don't deserve anything, but by grace through faith, Jesus has given me everything. Records may come and go. The glory of God is eternal. <laughs> That's on. my Olympian That's right awesome. there, boy. Come yeah. on. Amen. <laughs> right. I love it. So what's going on in this world, Chris? I mean, why are we saying we have to erase sexes from, uh, uh, what is it, driver's licenses and birth certificates? Birth certificates, and, yeah, and, and just everything, it sounds like. And we hormones yeah. and not be disqualified. Yeah, what's right. up? Yeah, I mean, I, when, I, when I hear that, uh, immediately my mind goes to Romans one thirty and, and, and three words that the Apostle Paul penned at the end of Romans 1, inventors of evil. Mm. Um, and so mm. that, that's, that's exactly what, what we're seeing. We're seeing the... <laughs> The, the wrath of God's abandonment yeah. um, and, and allowing this, this kind of nonsense to take place. Yeah. So no, absolutely. It's crazy. It's absolutely, crazy, man. What else we got, Jason? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm uh, going to shift gears just a little bit. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about the Shake Shack founder. Um, mm -hmm. He is now requiring proof of vaccination for customers at companies, other restaurants, you can dine somewhere else. So he's so requiring vaccinations to requiring be able to go. Requiring it for employees and for customers. And so, customers, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah. I'm, so, so for me, if I'm gonna jump in here, real yeah. Quick. This yeah. is always touchy because I will defend to the hilt a private business owner to do something that is crazy and stupid. Mm. Does that make sense? So mm -hmm. I do not agree at all. Sure. 
with requiring that. If I owned a business, I wouldn't do that. But he has the right to do that as yeah. a private business. The problem becomes is when private business and the federal government or the state uh, become intertwined with one another mm-hmm. to where monies are being passed yeah. back and forth, tax write-offs and exemptions are passed back and forth to where we now see the federal government using the private sector as an arm of uh, tyranny, essentially. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, I'm just going to say it. Uh, can, we say, can we say that? Yeah. yeah. Well, Absolutely. we'll have the bleep button out here. You know, <laughs> where's, where's that thing? At? Oopsie whoopsie. <laughs> yeah. Little oopsie whoopsie. Uh, but you know, he yeah. has the right to do it. Right. Um, I also think that private, uh, businesses should be able to deny, uh, service to baking a cake, any person they want. But I would hope that the free markets sort that out. If I have a guy that goes, look at, I'm not serving any Jews. I would go, you have the right to do that. Guess what? Me, my family, my friends, and everyone else, not going to that establishment. The free market should work that out. But we have ingrained uh, the federal government at such a level now. Yeah. Um, you know, mm. even starting with the Civil Rights Act, and there there are good parts of that. There was a lot in there that uh, is not good uh, because it really uh, infringed on private owners' rights. But um, it's just insane now that people are taking that step, yeah, uh, and doing this. It's and a- some of it is almost for the applause, and you know, and for the uh, of the progressives, for the progressives, yeah, yeah. And, and for the culture. virtue signaling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vir- virtue, virtue signaling, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's yeah. your thoughts on that, Chris? Yeah, I, I mean, look, I mean, if you as a private business owner, uh, and I agree with you guys, if, if you want to make that a requirement, that that's fine. Um, just just don't come down on people when people also exercise their right and their freedom to say, okay, I'm I, I'm not going to do business with that establishment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when it comes to when it comes to the federal government mandating that uh, that stuff, we don't have enough time to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> that that's a whole other conversation. Oh but, man, uh, they should not. We'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah. right. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Jason, you got anything else for us? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to lighten it up just really quick. So. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this guy, but I remember seeing him on television. Okay. Donald Gorski of Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Okay. Um, Already going to be a great story. If exactly. From you should <laughs> right. see this guy's hair, man. It's insane. It's crazy. But anyway, he averages two Big Macs a day, mm. and he has counted them up. So ever since 1972, he has ate 32,340 Big Macs. And I mean, this is like, you should see him, though. He's skinny. Like, it, Can, can like, you imagine what he's doing to his oh like, lower intestines? I don't know. He's, he, you should see him. Look him up. Donald Gorski, Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Is he married? Man. I feel like he's not married. I think he is. The whole I, part of getting yeah. married is to have someone else in the house to tell you things you shouldn't do. Like, right? Are you going outside in that? What? You're going there, you know, to yeah, yeah. McDonald's again? No, 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 no. You're not. Could doing you imagine that. how expensive that would get, though? McDonald's is expensive oh, yeah. now. Yeah. You know? yeah. I, I, have, he, I have four people in my family now, and I'm just like, $32? What? Are you kidding me? He's just got to be holding a conversation yeah. with people like, yeah, so anyway, I was uh, going to um, exactly. the store there yesterday, right and then there. I... Uh, <laughs> gosh. That's disgusting. Well, at this point, man, yeah. with 32, like, maybe the first... Fifteen thousand—that was the probably case. But, I mean, <laughs> right? He's probably good now. It's seared, man. Oh, at that point, man. yeah. His body's like, oh, we're doing this. Okay, that let's adjust. Gosh, <laughs> all right, is that everything? That's all we got. That's all, right, all we that's got. That's all the newsy news. news. That's awesome. Thanks, Thanks for, for yeah uh, hanging out with Chris. us in that.
So let's get Absolutely. into the let's get into the real stuff here, the nitty gritty, right? Yeah. So, uh, Chris, we love your podcast. You do such a great job on there talking about theology. That's what we try to do here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up we end up talking about Big Macs and farts though sometimes. <laughs> but hey, God loves us. We're doing our best. Hey, he's bringing us along. Is. Sanctification. He creates all things, process. visible and invisible. <laughs> oh, and invisible. Is that what that verse is about? Are you exegeting that to mean? Hey, there, there's a good hermeneutic right there, right? There we go. That's Herman. Hermeneutic. Who's that guy? I don't Herman know who, who that is. Herman what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, we we're all three musicians here, which this that's why this is de evolving so quickly for the <laughs> listeners. I mean, you get you get you get musicians together. We're kind of like comics, man. We just I don't know. There, there's something weird that's about it. it. I've always said it, but. Um, yeah, we want to talk about worship. We've touched on this a few yeah. times, right, Jason, on yeah. the uh, podcast. We've talked about our disdain. It's hard not to. It's hard it's, not Yeah, it's hard not right. to this yeah. day and age with uh, with Bethel and Elevate Music and Hillsong. And people think, well, you're just picking on them. Or I've had one guy say, well, you're just jealous because it's popular. And it's like, well, I don't really want to have world popularity as a Christian. Mm. It says I'm going to be hated, scorned, and probably persecuted. Right. But besides Amen. that, um, there's some people out there to where you, you know, I just talking to a 25 year uh christian once a week in the church and i brought and i just said something you know normative and he goes what and i go like normative or regulative or like what your worship style is he goes i don't know what you're talking about and that was part of the reason we started this podcast and even the shorts where we define things and just go well this is what this means because we found so many people and i'm sure chris you feel the same way or maybe not but uh you come across these christians who've been christians for decades man long time in church involved And then you try to just go, okay, well, why do you believe what you believe? Or what's the theology behind this or this term? Or, and I'm not saying we all have to be scholars because Jason yeah, and I yeah. definitely aren't. No. But the, no, no. you, know, you, 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 you want to <laughs> know more. I want to know more. Theology just means to know God. So yeah. why wouldn't I have a good, robust theology where I'm constantly right. learning who God is? So we wanted to bring Chris on here uh, because I know he talks about this and, and he does a good job on it. So maybe we can just start off with some definitions because we, we're, we're sure. reformed. So we love definitions. Mm-hmm. We love logic. Oh, yeah. We love definitions. We want to make sure we're all on the same page. So maybe for the listeners, Chris, just start off and maybe define normative and regulative worship for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. So the 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 term normative principle of worship, where that actually started, and, and this is something that I, I just learned recently, it was actually a Lutheran and an Anglican idea. Um and 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 basically so what they said, normative principle of worship is uh, doing everything expressed in scripture. Uh, and if there's something that's not prohibited in scripture, it's okay. It's, it's admissible. Mm. Um, so obviously scripture doesn't speak to smoke machines, strobe lights. Scripture doesn't speak to whether you, uh, you know, are using drums in a, in a church, so on and so forth. Uh, so, so there's a very simple and basic definition. So anything that's expressly, you, you're given permission in the scriptures to do, um, and then plus anything that's not expressly prohibited in the scripture. Okay. Um, now, regulative is more of the Puritan idea. And the Puritan idea, the regulative idea is that we we, we can and we must uh, only stick to what is in the scripture when it comes to our worship of God. Um, so it, 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 just because it's, it's not prohibited in scripture doesn't mean that we have license uh, to bring it into uh, the bride of Christ. Okay. Uh, when it comes to when it comes to corporate and and, and I would say per, personal or private. So regulative, worship. more more regulated then. 
by Correct. the Bible. Right, okay. right. Exactly, exactly. Okay. And would you have any biblical references for if someone is, I don't know, someone's saying, well, I believe only regulative. And they say, well, what's sure. your scriptural references for that? Why would you believe that we can't do any, everything that's uh, not mentioned is prohibited under the normative? Do, do we have any go-to scriptures for both of those sides of sure. theology? Or is it more of an over arching kind of, we look at the Bible as a whole and say, well, this is, I'm kind of basing it off of in the, the the whole book. Right. No, fantastic question. I, I would say, uh, you know, for, for the, the, the normative, uh, for scripture references, as far as why to stay away from normative, um, I, I think there are some fantastic examples in the Old Testament. You've got Nadab and Abihu offering strange fire to the Lord and how the Lord responds to that. You've got what happened to Uzzah in 2 Samuel 6, um, when Uzzah, who was was raised um, and, and trained to value the Ark of the Covenant, he was trained to, 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 to know the value and worth of the presence of God. Yet he took it upon himself. Well, actually, really, if you if you want you want to get technical here, this is more David's fault. What happened to Uzzah than Uzzah's? Um, because David um, was what well, he he had, if you will, succumbed to pragmatism um, and and put the ark on a cart to bring it back. And when the when the ark uh, when, when the ark went to fall, Uzzah would just went to reach out and grab it because he knew the value of the ark. But the ark should never been there. Mm. And so David, um, of course. Succumbing to that pragmatism, uh, and and um, and 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 actually, well, I mean, he was going against what was regulated in Scripture. Um, that was one of the reasons that Uzzah, as it says here, uh, that uh, in Second Samuel six uh, verse seven, and the anger of the Lord burned against Uzzah, and God struck him down there for his irreverence, mm. and he died there by the ark of God. And so, as Doctor R.C. Sproul has so famously said, uh, Uzzah's big mistake is thinking that his hands were cleaner than the dirt. Um, oh, wow. so, so yeah, wow. yeah. Right. Uh, miss RC, miss Papa Sproul. Yeah. Um, Do miss him, yeah. so, <laughs> um, so, so, so you, you, you know, you find multiple examples throughout the scripture of, of, of why normative and why a pragmatic approach to worship is, is not okay. Now from the regulative side, if I had to pick one, um, I, I think one of the most, um, uh, you know, uh, succinct, if you will, and then and then just just right to the point would be Colossians three sixteen. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with gratefulness in your hearts to God. Um, and in, in our latest episode of Matter of Theology, I, I I took an hour and forty minutes of going through that one verse of Scripture and tying mm-hmm. in Psalm nineteen, showing why through the sufficiency of Scripture there is freedom found in the regulative principle of worship and why that if we as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, if we want to be a worshiper um, offering worship that is acceptable to God, we have to do so by being regulated by the word of God alone. You know, Isaiah 66 and verse two says, you know, thus all these things came into being declares Yahweh, but the one, this one, I will look to him who's humble and contrite in spirit and who trembles at my word. Mm. And so if we want to, if we want to worship in a way that honors God, why would we look to anything else other than what is expressly commanded in the word of God. Mm, yeah, that's good. Now, would you make a 
Did you have something there, Jason? No, no, no. I, yeah, I, I have so many thoughts. I'm going to go all <laughs> over the place. I know I'm going to. It's going to. I'm, I'm going to like the same way. Man. You guys are like, man, I can't even. Where's your brain even going? Yeah. So yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Would I'm going to take us way off. Topic. So just a quick, no, no, quick question, but you can go off topic. It's conversation. Yeah. We'll get back on topic. Right, right, um, right. So would you make a would you make a distinction between worship as the as the assembly of believers on a Sunday on the Sabbath and worship say in in a private room or home with your family or by yourself and then say, well, those two, uh, those two could be possibly different to where maybe if you're regulative and you say, look at, there has to be certain things, uh, said in, in an order to it, uh, be, because the Bible says that is, is there any, uh, is there any difference when you're doing it privately and maybe just between you and the Lord? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, what we do on, when we gather on the Lord's day, um, it isn't, shouldn't be something that's done in a vacuum, right? What, what we do when we gather on the Lord's day should be just a continuation of what we've done privately the rest of the week. Mm. Uh, we should, and I said this a couple of episodes ago, cause I've been dealing with this topic now for, for, for two episodes, but, but, you know, we shouldn't come to church to worship God. We should come to church worshiping. Mm. It, yeah. it should be a continual, uh, all of life. Uh, at its essence, here's what I said in, 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 in a couple episodes ago. At its essence, all, worship is all of life in thought, word, and deed done to the glory of God according to the scriptures. That's and good. so if if That's you're good. seeking to live your life um, in everything that you do, in the very next verse out of Colossians 3, and whatever you do in word uh, or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ giving thanks to God the Father through him. So so I would say that all of life is to be regulated by the scriptures. Um, as we aim for holy living, as we, and we were joking around earlier about sanctification, of course, that being a process, but but that's that's the 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 primary means of grace that the Holy Spirit uses in our salvation is the is the herd, the, the gospel through the word of God, right? Mm-hmm. So the primary means of grace in our sanctification is also the Holy Spirit's use of the word of God in and through our lives. And so what we do when we gather um, on the Lord's day, again, it's just, it, it, we're just adding in this corporate element where we're all gathered together with one another, um, teaching, admonishing one another as we're singing Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, and of course, listening to the preached word. Mm. That's good. That's so good. Yeah, I, I, here I go. <laughs> go for it, man. Go for so, it. Come on. So Come on. I, I think as I, as I was studying this, I mean, uh, the same thing just kind of kept coming back up. I mean, it was like we, we realized the churches that are more man centered, obviously. Um, right, right. Uh, and unfortunately sending out, um, uh, you know, different, uh, different, uh, questionnaires saying, Hey, what would, what would help you right. come to our service? What, you know, yeah. so it's, it's more <laughs> what of would an, you like to an, see. Yeah. What would you like yep. to see? Yep. How do you, how do you want to experience? How do you feel? <laughs> right. Like, I mean, and, right. and it's, and it's, it's the worst F word in this yeah, culture. Yeah, right exactly. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Tell me how you feel about right, it. Right. And yeah. it's like, it's yeah. all about this entertainment entertainment side of, of, uh, of, of where, you know, the church is, has gotten off, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. off base, you know, and I actually had a conversation with someone and, uh, they brought up Psalm 150 and they were just like, well, you know, praise him with trumpet sound, uh, praise him with lute and harp, praise him with tambourine and dance, praise him with strings and pipe, praise him with sounding cymbals, praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Amen. Lord, right? And uh, you know, and it's like, okay, um, so can can we can we 
put electric guitars in that? Can we put a bass? Right. Can we put right. drums? Absolutely. You know, but but again, it, it's like okay, well, what what takes us away from that worship? Like what you were just talking about, Chris. I mean, right. like like what takes us outside of that? You know, when it when it's yeah, uh, no, it's good, something more of a me gospel good, yeah. type situation. Does that make sense? I hope that makes that sense. makes perfect sense, okay. brother. No, okay. no, no. And and I I appreciate the question. Yeah, and, and it's a good question. Mm. And, and I think I think what takes us away from that. So just today, uh, Daryl Harrison, uh, of course, a lead host of Just Thinking, uh, he, he texted uh, Virgil and I a, a sermon, uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones. And, um, and, love and Martin Lloyd-Jones. Love Lloyd-Jones, oh right? Gosh. Love Lloyd-Jones. And so the name good. of this sermon is, it's a revival sermon entitled, The Power of the Living God. Okay. And in this sermon, he's like, he's like, man, I'm on my third time listening to it. And so I've actually started the second, my second time listening to it. But one of the things that, that Lloyd Jones says in here is he, he, he reminds all of us, he says this, he says, quote, that is the curse of the Christian church today. Self-reliance. Wow. Okay. So, so the problem is the the problem. And and I agree with you that there's nothing wrong with electric guitars, Mm. bass, drums, Mm -hmm. I've been doing that for over 15 years. Mm. So, um, but, but, but here, here's, here, here's where the problem becomes. Here's where it becomes a problem mm-hmm. is when it becomes more about what pleases me mm. instead of what pleases God, according to the scriptures. Yeah. Yeah. So if we, if our goal is entertainment, if our goal is youth, if our goal is our, our, our goats, the unbelievers instead of God, that th- then we've missed the mark. Yeah, we've missed the mark. So let me let me pull up. There's a quote um, by Vody Bacham, and um, and he's hitting he, all the good guys tonight. I know, man. Oh, bro, <laughs> Jones. Is We're gonna Bacham. have to get he's Chris on this RC show more. <laughs> Check this, is this out. Great. You've been reading my notes. I dude? know what's going on, dude. <laughs> awesome, man. Hey, no, that, that that's just. That's just that's just that's providence great. right there. Yeah, right? yeah, right. Um, Amen. That's all that is. Um, so so this is what uh Vody Bacham said. This is a sermon that he gave um at the 2019 Truth Matters Conference. Um, and the name of the sermon is entitled The The Pain and the Peril of Pragmatism. Okay. And here's what he said, and it's a little, it's a little bit of a longer quote. Quote, our worship must be offered in accordance with God's dictates. Here's what you don't hear me saying. You don't hear me saying that our passion for God doesn't matter. You don't hear me saying that we should be wooden, legalistic, rule-oriented. No, you don't hear me saying that. But what governs us is the word of God. The word of God is sufficient. It's sufficient. That's where we start. And then Vody goes on, he quotes uh, uh, Bruce Leafblad's definition of worship. Quote, true worship happens when we set our mind's attention and our heart's affection on the Lord, praising him for who he is and for what he's done. And then Vody goes on to say, our worship is word oriented. It has to be word oriented. It must have, it must happen in accordance with his dictates. Mm. How, how do we know those dictates? We know those dictates from his sufficient word. Remember that in worship, and here's the key. Remember that in worship, our goal is God, period, full stop. Our goal is God. Our goal is communion with God. Our goal in worship is God. And so if we're to measure the success of our worship, that's something else we see a lot of people doing today, right? They measure success by how how things feel. There's that four-letter word again. Uh, He says, says, um, how if we were to measure the success of our worship, we measure whether or not we've communed with God in accordance with the word of God for the purpose of glorifying God because he's God. And Mm. for that, his word is sufficient. Very close quote. Wow. So, you can have electric guitars. You can have bass guitars. You can have drums. Yeah. 
But is your worship word oriented? Is your goal in worship God? Yeah. Period. Full stop. To quote yeah. Bodhi, if it's not, if it's not, you have built an idol. You've built a golden calf, and you've tried to give it the name Yahweh, but it's really your own felt needs and own mm. felt emotions. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, I love. And Bodhi. correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like a, a lot of modern churches treat worship differently than they treat the things that. Uh, that the Lord has given us that have sharp edges and that can be dangerous, but has been meant for our glory. But because we're in a fallen world, you know, a, a, a bourbon or a cigar or these, these things are right. meant for enjoyment, mm-hmm. but they're in right. moderation, glory onto the glory of God. Uh, but they don't treat worship that way. And I feel worship is not only can be used as a weapon, but it is a dangerous thing if not done correctly. But we say, oh, Absolutely. but if we're just singing a tune that sounds nice and technically we're standing in church and maybe raising our hands, well, then we don't have to worry about all the things that Vadi just said in that or that, that you've been saying. Uh, it doesn't have to be necessarily God-centered, but it becomes an idol. The entertainment aspect sure. becomes an idol. The uh, self-gratification of playing it or listening to it becomes an idol. That's right. And wow. I just don't understand wow. why Yeah, why we're, we're not treating uh, music that way, when in fact we know that Satan uh, challenged uh, the sovereignty of God based on knowing how beautiful his, his makeup of music is. It is powerful, right. and, and it's only relegated to God. And um, mm. I, just feel, I just feel like a lot of modern churches are missing what you just said. They're, they're just missing the fact that they will look at someone outside who, who maybe is an unbeliever, a new Christian, smoking a cigarette, and cast them into the pit of hell. And I'm not advocating smoking cigarettes. But then sure, they will sure, go sure. inside, and they will blaspheme the name of God with a self-centered, unbiblical worship. Me song. I, idol, idolatry-based worship. And it just goes— Absolutely. Why can't we talk about that, man? I feel well, like and, and it sounds like you are on your podcast. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So here's the question I have for for someone like that is who do you think God's wrath burns against more? Right? The 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 unbeliever, the the unbeliever who doesn't know the truth, or the professed, and I use that word carefully, the professed believer. Yeah. Who, who proclaims to know the truth, yet blasphemes his name by offering false worship to God. Yeah. yeah. Look well, at he, what happened to Nadab and Abihu. Look at what happened to, to Uzzah. Look at what happened. Uh, um, in, Ananias in, and Sapphira. Yeah. Thank you. I, mean, I couldn't remember their names for yeah. sure right now. <laughs> you know, look at what happened to them. Do we not think that, 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 the, that us blaspheming the name of God, taking the name of God in vain and worship angers him? Mm. I, I mean, yeah. That that's something that so many churches don't understand. The goal of church, like again, going back to this Lloyd Jones sermon I was listening to today, like he said in there, he said the church is the place where the presence of God dwells. Mm. And there are too many churches uh, and too many pastors and church leaders and music leaders who have forgotten that. Yeah. This isn't about what you get out of today. It's about what did God get out of today? Not that he needs anything, mm-hmm. but did your worship, did your, did, did he find favor upon your offering today? Or mm. did he look at that and say that that's a false idol? Yeah. That's a scary thing to think about. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, I was just going to bring up Exodus 23, 25, worship the Lord, your God, and his blessing will be on your food and water. I will take Amen. away sickness from among you. Um, also, uh, when Paul and Silas um, uh, in Acts 16.25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other mm. prisoners were listening to them. And and that's that's something for me. I mean, I, I just think the Word of God always cuts through. Yeah. You know, I really yeah. 
do yeah. think that whenever we are singing psalms, you know, at at the Fight Laugh Feast Festival, Greg, um, yeah. uh, you know, something like that. I mean, right? Those those words. I mean, they are just amazing. But we are we're we're missing that in in certain uh, 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 songs these days in worship, um, and it and it doesn't seem to be. Um, all about Christ, you know, yeah. all about, right. Well, no. I, I had an experience and I've, and I've said this before, I think on the podcast, um, but I just, just not very long ago. So, I mean, I grew up in a, you know, in the eighties and nineties, uh, in a very legalistic church and then went to the other mm. side and very, uh, charismatic Pentecostal type church, right? With the whole Bill Johnson movement and things like that. We're going to get into that in a minute. But, um, and I've (laughs) been involved in music. I played piano and drums since I was in third grade. I've led worship before. And I realized just a few years ago, I was standing in a church and I was in this, and I just went, the only voice that I can hear right now is, is the, is the lead singer, is the, you know, worship pastor, whatever you want to call him. And I just went, how uncommunal is that? Yeah. Like, it, it, yes. and then we go down to places like G three and 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 uh, Fight Laugh Feast, and you're singing in unison. I mean, at geez, at Fight Laugh Feast, he Fight will Laugh give Feast he'll give you the note and then just parts. back off, and you just hear the body <laughs> yep. of Christ yeah. worshiping, and I you go, oh my that. gosh, yeah. the, the corporate worship, the way we were meant to, and we've just kind of gotten to this thing to where the majority of churches kind of have that same scheme, whether the American Idol, um, the, yeah, like know, the like somebody's the, up there, yeah. like you know, yeah. and everybody saw, else is just kind of like. I don't, oh, brothers! Look, look, I was I was a part of a church. I was uh, contracted to to lead worship for the students, and um, I was uh, every 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 Lord's Day you would go uh, to the main service, and it was the same thing. It was like all you could hear were the vocalists. You couldn't hear the congregation singing. Yeah. Um, and, and then I'll never forget, uh, you know, going to the shepherds conference in 2019 and, and being there in person and hearing 4,000 men wow. bellowing at the top of their lungs, these, these theologically rich sure. hymns. Yeah. And, and so, you, you know, but before we jump into the Bethel thing, something, one of the thing I wanted to say about this is, is, you know, going back to RC, there was a quote, let me see if I can remember it now from RC. I think he said, uh, God is not, God is, uh, God is never pleased with ignorant worship. Hmm. Mm. Worship must be grounded in the knowledge of worship must be grounded in the knowledge of God. And, and um, you know, uh, I mean, how, how true is that? And, and uh, as we, Lloyd Jones, going back to Lloyd Jones again, you know, he said, as we think of God, so we will worship. Yeah. And, you know, when you, when you stop and look at church history, Mm. uh, one of the things that was never tolerated throughout church history, um, I mean, biblical church history Mm -hmm. is ignorant worship. You know, you would find, you would find pastors and church leaders, if someone professed faith in Christ, they would spend time with them to, to ensure they saw the fruits of that profession. And if they didn't, they wouldn't admit them into membership in the church. They wouldn't baptize them. They couldn't partake of the Lord's supper. They made sure they did the work. They did the labors. The apostle Paul said in Ephesians and Galatians to make sure that ignorant worship privately and corporately did not happen. Mm. And, wow. and, and, and when you, that, that's a far cry, that that's a complete 180, right? From yeah. What you see today in, in, today in the overly pragmatic seeker sensitive anti-biblical approach to worship. Yeah. 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 So let's shift gears. Let's talk about yeah. some of these more popular ones. And, and I think we've almost covered some of the points that we're going to cover in this section. Uh, right. But 
it kind of reminds me, it might even be one of your tweets, Chris, but I can't remember. I see so much content in my social media, but it was something to the effect of praise God that I don't have to go to a church this morning with a uh, worship pastor in skinny jeans telling me for the hundredth time that my victory is just around the corner. (laughs) Like, thank thank God for like godly biblical worship. And I can't remember who posted. I'd love to give him credit on here. If if one of the listeners, that wasn't me. That was, that's a good one though. But it was just, he was just saying like, and it kind of is, it's just like, you know, with your expensive tennis shoes and your skinny jeans and your victory's right around the corner. And I get depressed when I sing those songs. Like, dude, uh, the Lord took out my heart of uh, stone and replaced with a heart of flesh. Like I've known what he's done for me. I understand who I am and my depravity. Like, uh, I don't even care if I get another air quotes victory the rest of my life. The fact that he wakes me up <laughs> yeah. every morning right. is That's my right. victory. That's I bring right. all glory to him in everything that I do, my job, my family, my wife, my career, my friends, whatever it is, as you go out into the world, preach the good news, the whole thing. And it's just so depressing. It feels like it keeps us mm. in a in an immature state. Yeah. As a Christian, it does. Yeah. I feel like you could take a six month old Christian, maybe heard the gospel, ears were uh, pricked, the Lord changes their heart, but then they stay at something that just says, Look, you just need to keep getting out. You know, you have a valley, you got to get to the mountain. And it's like, No, the valley is where the Lord puts you, first of all. Second of all, it's yeah. when you're closest to the Lord. Third of all, it's he's teaching you, bringing you through. Like, the first thing we want to do is try to get ourselves out of the thing that is going to refine us. Yeah. But, right. So I, I'm going off on a rant here, but. My point was, is you you talk to Christians and almost every single self-professing Christian in America that I talked to has heard of Bethel, has heard of Hillsong, or has heard of Elevate Music. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is such uh, a push in the culture. They have have done such a good, like I said, air quotes, job of getting it into the mainstream to where you go to, you know, I was in a uh, charismatic Catholic church and they were singing a Bethel song. And I just wow. went, so now the Catholic Church uh, is now singing Bethel. What, what's going on They're with that? They're also singing Beyonce. Did you hear about that? <laughs> what? They had a... That wasn't uh, Sarah, a Did you guys hear about this? No. Oh, no. I forgot to bring that up in Newsy News. So now, uh, this is like what totally off the subject. Should, we might have to edit this, but... Should have yeah, put a frock San on Francisco, <laughs> there's a San Francisco um, uh, Catholic Church. Okay. They had a Beyonce mass where mm. they sang all Beyonce tunes. Well, that, I mean... Um, yeah, and that's why and, I'm I'm reformed, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> if you guys want to go look that right up, right on. Anyway, yeah, go so, ahead and look so, that up. So, what's the big deal here with uh, with Bethel or Hillsong? Or are they not checking some of the boxes that we talked about in the first half of the show? No, no, not at all. Uh, and, and in fact, they're running away from those boxes completely. Um, you know, uh, but he, here's how I would classify uh, all three of those, whether it be Bethel, Hillsong, or Elevation. False church, false church, false church. Mm. Um, you know, Bethel is a false church. They Tell te- us they how you really a- feel, Chris. <laughs> I know, right? Don't, don't, I'm not going to miss words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's why we like you. Nope, nope. nope. Um, you know, so so Bethel, uh, Bethel in and of itself, uh, they are, um, aside from the uh, overly charismatic, um, uh, bent. They teach a false Christ. Uh, they they hold to what's known as kenotic theology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, uh, Bill Johnson has been, uh, he wrote it in books. He has said it from the platform that Jesus Christ. Even though now, let me let me say this uh, to refute an article recently written by Sam Storms, which it's Sam Storms, so that's oh. all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Sam Storms said, well, on on their on their page and their doctrinal statement, they say true God, true man. Um, but but here's the problem, Sam. And anybody else who would try to try to try to defend this, Bill Johnson has so clearly stated uh, that that Jesus uh, did what he did simply as a man, a man in right not relationship as God. with God. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, sermon um, after sermon, multiple yeah. times. 
Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So the Jesus of Bethel and Jesus culture is not the Jesus of Scripture. Um, uh, therefore, they are teaching a false gospel. Um, they, they uh, not, I mean, not to mention their ecclesiology is anti-biblical um, uh, as far as the way their church is set up. Um, but uh, but they are they, they are false teachers. OK, um, let me interject and, here really quick. Yeah, so let's say I play it. devil's advocate and I go, yep, I know about the Christian tarot cards at Bethel. I know about sure. the grave soaking at Bethel. I know about yeah. the unbiblical healing um uh transition what are those called the healing uh centers healing that they, stones that they yeah. do the do they sozos do the rocks too? the sozos that they do uh the ones I, that I, closed I, for covid yeah, yeah, yeah the ones that, yeah. right i, I yeah. got all that but that's not me i just listen to the music because i can worship to it and i like the way it sounds and the words and things hey, what, what's that argument then what, what do you respond that's, to that person that says that here well I, I i pivot right there and i say hey you know what I, number one i'm glad that the lord has given you some discernment to know that that's false teaching but let me ask you a question if if worship is more than just singing, like we worship God in everything we do, right? The answer right. is typically, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, sure, absolutely. Yep. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. So by you listening to those songs, you have to download them or buy them from uh, some sort of streaming service, Apple Music, Google Music, Spotify, something like that, right? Is that oh, no, I'm still ripping yep. MP3s off <laughs> Napster, dude. <laughs> yeah. Sweet! Okay, 1999! So, so that's, that's a different discussion. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm joking, listeners. Oh, yeah, right. Yep, yep. No, no, I know. Go ahead. Um, so, so my question would be this is, is then, you know, do you, do you understand that by doing that, those, whether it be Apple, Google, whatever, Spotify, um, those, those entities pay those songwriters and ministries money royalties. Mm-hmm. So by you saying you can just listen to them and listen to their music because you worship the true Christ, well, you're not worshiping God in all of your life. You are financially contributing to false teaching. Mm. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. It's true. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah. so that, 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 that's, that's my response. So, to that. so they're yeah. not, so they're yeah. not checking boxes. Um, we've talked about Bethel. So, so what are, so what are some other things? Because I feel like too, and I hate a slippery slope, uh, uh argument, but when we get into, uh, like normative principle, I feel like just because of the d- depravity of man, we get into some weird, crazy stuff then to where it's like, well, the Bible specifically doesn't say that we can dump buckets of slime i'm on the stage during worship yeah now i'm not picking any one pastor but you can google it uh so we can do it <laughs> yeah. and that is holy and that is god you know or even like 10 years ago who, what's his face who played highway to hell for easter i can't remember his oh, name yeah. he's, he's yeah. since yeah. since been i was asked and... to do that by the way for a student service one year <laughs> wow well yeah we, that's how <laughs> you gotta get no. that's <laughs> how you gotta get the youth man don't yeah, disciple right? them yeah, don't yeah. preach the gospel <laughs> yeah. don't be a godly manly oh, uh, example to them don't you know no let's just get them in with yeah. uh pizza and acdc covers but <laughs> Yes. Yep. So, so my whole point to that was, is, um, yeah, we have a slippery slope there. So are we looking at that and saying that is because maybe they're not guided by one or other of those principles, or are, you, are they saying they're, they're warping one of those principles that, that it's not biblical at all. And that's why they're not checking those boxes. Uh, as far as Bethel, are we, are we still Be- just- Bethel or, I mean, I put them all in the same. I mean, I look at Hillsong, right, I look same. at Bethel, I look at, uh, elevate with Furtick. I mean, it's all very self-centered, uh, poppy, non- right you know, theological, godless music to me. Right. Well, it, it also goes back to what you were talking about earlier. It, it goes back to the, uh, the, the this man-centered worldview. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it goes back to my feelings about God and I, 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 me, 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 my, 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 instead of, instead of a, a right, a right framework. Mm. Um, uh, and, and that's at minimum. Um, so, so one of the things on matter of theology that, uh, that my, my, my former co- and, and occasional co-host, uh, he's not doing it full time anymore. Uh, Drew Vonita 
um, you know, he came up with this thing as far as matter of theology, and it was just for the sake of one. Okay. Okay. And, and, and so I started thinking about that and, um, you know, th- one of the reasons that I, I don't promote uh, uh, or or encourage um, anyone to download and listen to anything by Hillsong, Bethel, Elevation, um, and some others is is for the sake of one. If there's one person, one person that I lead, um, or uh, l- l- let's say if I'm in a church and I'm leading the music, and everybody knows that, okay, that you know how outspoken I am a- a- about this, or uh, and and we play a song. Uh, that's co-written by someone from Bethel, that's co-written by someone from Hillsong or Elevation. And that person goes and looks up those churches yeah, and then falls into that false teaching. Do you understand what you've done? Right. You have been the vehicle that has been used to, uh, to, to, to lead someone astray Sure. for the sake of one. It doesn't matter. So, so the question is, why shouldn't I, um, you know, the, the, the question should be this, if it's not, if it's not committed to, to 110% biblical fidelity, it should be avoided. Yeah. You know, we, we don't have to wonder what God wants. He's given us a book. Yeah. He has given us a standard. Why deviate from that? The only reason to deviate from that is because you don't like the fact that it's confronting your pride. Yeah, absolutely. No, so, no, absolutely. So as we put bookends on this, Jason, you got anything you want to jump in with there? Hey man, I, yeah, no, this, this has been awesome. I, I love this conversation. I mean, we could probably do like five more oh, episodes yeah. on this <laughs> right. for sure. But yeah, I mean, I, I would just encourage everyone to just uh, really, really start to look into this subject because I mean, worship is so important. I mean, this yeah, is, absolutely. you know, this is about our whole life. I mean, and, yeah. and just like Chris said at the beginning of the show, um, what we do by ourselves um, should flow into what how we were worshiping you know, Christ, once we get into the church as well, you know, um, uh, yeah. and, and I think that, uh, this is, it's, it's just a really important subject. And I mean, really, really start thinking about these lyrics that you're singing and, uh, if they are theologically based, um, from the Bible, from scripture. Um, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. so, it's so tough. Uh, I've said before, it is. Know, I, I was, I said the, I said the sinner's prayer at seven and I got saved at 22 when yeah. the Lord, you know, knocked me off mm. my beast and it was just funny or 24, excuse me. And it was just funny you know, reading the Bible and then reformed theology and going, oh my gosh, this is what the Bible actually teaches. But then it's hard because boy, you listen to some of this music and you just go, and you start to feel like you're getting a critical spirit almost because it's like, and it's not because I want to complain or or, or be critical. It's because Mm. my heart goes out to people who are ignorantly saying those things and it willfully keeping them in a state of immaturity and a distancing from God and a, and a, a slowing of their sanctification and all these things. Mm. And, and they just go, Oh, but it's just a song. And it's like, but, but when you're saying those words, right? Like God's chasing after me, boy, if we could only just catch Ooh. me, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Or yeah, yeah. all these weird yeah. things and misrepresenting what love truly is or not showing all the characters of love and justice, wrath and holiness on, and all brother. these things. Yeah. And it's just so disheartening because we have millions, Chris, millions of Christians going to church every week. And just like you said, and Jason said at the top of the show, they just look at it as their two hour punch clock of church instead of going, oh, this is just a continuation of what I should be doing and what I have been doing all week. So if we have a listener out there right now that's going, you want to what what these guys are saying? It's kind of the first time hearing it. Um, I'm not really sure. I listen to some of these, or maybe I'm going to a church that plays some of these. How how would you tell that listener or anyone watching this? um, What what am I looking for biblically in worship? What Mm. would be maybe a little checklist that I could go down and say, what is, what, what makes this biblical or not? Is it kind of some of the things we discussed? Yeah. I I mean, I would start, gosh, that's such a loaded question. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's so That's why many we asked you. you yeah, 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 yeah. We don't no, which is fine. Which yeah. is fine. Um, you know, so so I, I would I would say I would say this. You know, keep in mind um, that scripture scripture's clear on um, the, the fact that there is a a, a teaching aspect. Um, I read Colossians three sixteen earlier. That, that there's a teaching aspect to what we do when we're singing songs. There's a teaching aspect. We are admonishing one another. The scriptures say it's Colossians three. It's Ephesians five. Um, so so there's an admonishing, a sharpening, an exhorting of one another. Um, so 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 I would say this. Um, that first and foremost, uh, you know, you need to uh, be be a Berean. Um, and the only way, the only way you're going going to really be able to pick this stuff out is to also do what Colossians three sixteen says, and that's to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Mm. Know the word, devour the word, let it in and do not let it out. Let it in and keep everything else out. Yeah. Uh, Psalm nineteen says that the scripture makes the wise makes the simple wise. It and in the Hebrew, what that means is the simple is is talking about the open door. Shut the door, the open door of your mind and your heart. Being open minded when it comes to biblical issues being open-minded when it comes to theology is not virtuous okay mm-hmm. we need to be narrow-minded when it comes to what we see in the scriptures now to your point that doesn't mean that we have a critical spirit that means that if there are those that are caught in this deception that we have one voice mm-hmm. and that's a voice of concern and taking people to the scripture and showing them why this is incorrect yeah. and why they should avoid this and then John Calvin says that the pastor and the preacher should have two different voices, one for defending the sheep but then or uh, encouraging the sheep, but then one for warding off the wolves. Mm, and so so if there are those who are leading in this deception, that's a different tone. That's a different conversation mm. to where you are admonishing them to repent and stop this because what they are doing, they are tools of the enemy at that point. Um, so, so, so to answer your question, know the scriptures, be a Berean, yeah. Yeah. examine songs examine song lyrics examine song writers again not for the point of not not for the purpose of going ha gotcha yeah, right but yeah. going but going my desire is to glorify god and the and, and and to to honor the fidelity of his word that's my goal that's my desire um and, and so so that's where you start and and if you you know if you see that in your church that is a, a again you need to pray pray pray, uh, mm-hmm. seek some wise counsel. Um, and then you need to talk to your leadership about that. And, 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 and that's where it becomes a very respectful and a reverent conversation to where you're showing them the, the fact that we, we need to put in the work to guard the flock of God that we've been when called and, and gifted to lead, um, and, and, and to protect them from this stuff. Yeah. And here's why. Um, and, and, and then take it from there. There are multiple yeah. avenues that could go. No, so good. vet the songs that you sing. If you're a song leader, music leader, worship pastor, however you want to word that out there, um, be regulated by the word of God. You do not need to play Bethel and Hillsong and Elevation. You do not need to play all the man-centered passion songs that are out there. Mm. Um, you don't. You, there are, there, there, you have hymn books and, and hymns that have stood the test of time. You have people writing modern hymns, a Matt Boswell, a Matt Papa, mm-hmm. a Sovereign Grace Music. You've got, um, you know, I, I love, speaking of Fight, Laugh, Feast, you know, uh, the, the the psalm books, um, I can't remember what it's called now, that, that Doug Wilson's church, um, have they, they, they released and sold out of, and then they got some more in. Yeah. So right, yeah. there are so many options out there. And, and let me say this, and then I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of cut it off, because again, there's so much more I could say. Mm. 
is don't limit if you're a if you're a music leader uh, out there you're, you're you lead music in your church number one I hope you are a, a biblically qualified elder pastor man by the way let yeah. me just go ahead and say that whoops uh, doing that um ab- hey look the, the person we just did a show on that <laughs> yeah with tom askell yeah. oh okay good yeah the person leading the music in the church should should meet the qualifications of a pastor and elder out of titus and timothy period mm. yeah you know so Absolutely. Uh, you know it, it all that, that entails um so but Look, don't limit the gifts that God has given you and your team. Mm. Don't do that. Open the scriptures and start writing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't limit yourselves. Don't limit what God could do through you um, for his glory and the edification of his bride. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's Amen. good. That's good. Amen. Cool, man. Chris, we thank you so much for being here. Could yeah. you throw out uh, just some social yep. media stuff where people can hear you on the on your podcast, where they can get yeah. a hold of you on social media? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm uh, just at uh, Chris Huff on everything. <laughs> so nice. I got in early Branding. enough where I was able to get that name. <laughs> um, so uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, I'm, I'm very active on Twitter. Uh, Instagram, Facebook. Um, our, our, my podcast is entitled Matter of Theology. You can also, same same thing, find us on uh, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, of course, I'm a part of the Bar Network, as you guys said. Uh, so check out the Bar. Uh, and I would be remiss if I did not mention my boys Jay, uh, over at Just Thinking. Wow. Uh, head on over to justthinking.me. How awesome has that been going for the last year and a half, man, when they just blew up? Bro. I think it was... A- <laughs> Man, last summer, George, yeah, early yeah. Well, they were man. They were already, late, yeah. The popularity was growing, and then George Floyd and the gospel. Um, yeah, that yeah. was the that one episode hit. That yeah. was the yeah. one that did just kind of ca- catapulted them. And uh, man, they they speaking of <laughs> speaking of fun, uh, awesome biblical topics. They their last episode, episode one twelve, has God really said all about women preachers? <laughs> wow. Wow. And yeah. then they've got one coming soon uh, called Why Are You Afraid? Dealing with the topic of uh, sinful fear and anxiety. So beautiful. Uh, yeah, there's a lot, we, a lot of yeah. fantastic stuff happening that's right awesome. now. But that's where you could find me. Um, I'm that's all over awesome. the place. So there guys, we, we and Jason and I have said this. We love supporting other brothers in the Lord that are doing things like you're doing, Chris, and things that Dwayne are doing and just thinking and, and all these different guys yeah. that are getting the truth, getting good theology to people who might just stumble across something or hear something. Oh, Some my cousin. Topics yeah, my well. cousin was yeah. listening to this yeah. guy named Chris, and now I'm you know on his podcast. And it's it's just such a great platform to be able to to grow the kingdom of God yeah. and, to, and to disciple exactly. and, and we appreciate what you're doing. So yeah. uh, anytime Likewise, you want to come back to the podcast, you're more than welcome. I think Jason would agree. Oh with yeah. Me. All right. Yeah. Uh, this could be a three we or could four keep part going here. Since we only did one after you listen to this, go yeah, jump yeah. over to Chris's uh, podcast, matter theology. He said he did a couple episodes on this. I'm sure yeah. you would absolutely love it. Yeah. And guys, everyone who's listening, we appreciate all the voicemails we've been getting on the website, dmwpodcast.com. Obviously, all the uh, interaction we're getting on our Instagram account. We have more of a presence there um, than we do on... Well, actually, I don't even think we do Twitter anymore. We kind of booted that and focus on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. But we appreciate all the feedback we get. We get a lot of feedback where people say, we really like this. We don't like that. Can you talk about this? Good and bad, which is fine. Yeah, which is good. So guys, keep those comments coming in interactions. Always tell a friend. That's how uh, we grow. And uh, we appreciate you guys. Jason, did you have anything else before we head out? Nope. Thanks so much for being here, Chris. Yeah. Thank you you guys so much. And guys, as always, God bless. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dead Men Walking Podcast for full video podcast episodes and clips or email us at deadmenwalkingpodcast at gmail.com. None of your biscuits.
Be sure to check us out at dmwpodcast.com where you can purchase the best and snarkiest merch on the internet, support the show, and leave us a review or message. Dead Men Walking can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Dead Men Walking Podcast and on Twitter X at Real DMW Podcast. The Dead Men Walking Podcast is part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. For exclusive show content, be sure to download the Pub TV app and become a member. If you're a business that needs to reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers in your demographic, podcast advertising might be for you. Send all inquiries to Dead Men Walking Podcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits.